you go girl family. So thank you for hanging out with me. You have reached the Yo You Go Girl podcast, a place for you to come and get encouraged to be all that God's created you to be. And I'm I'm not kidding. That's my passion and my hope that um, this podcast just brings you closer to the Lord. All right, ladies, today we're going to dig into scripture and we're going to really dive into God's promises because I think it's really important that we just hide these words. Not actually, not, not hide them, but believe them. Believe God's words for us. Believe the scriptures and that you memorize these scriptures and they are just on top of you. Don't hide them, but they're in your heart so that when you need to call upon them, they will come to you and you can cry out to the Lord um, with his promises. He loves it when we quote his word back to him. So I would just um, encourage you to just dive deep into these few promises. There's tons out there, but I just picked several um, that we're going to dive into today. So let's talk about, let's just dive into Exodus. So Exodus 14, 14 says, The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. <laughs> My heart just sighs when I read to be still. I don't do that very well. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're in my camp or not, but being still is not something that's in my DNA. So I really need to focus on being still, being quiet, showing reverence to the Lord. So stand and watch as God works. Stand and watch as God works. You will see it if we only just be still. All right, now we're going to camp in Isaiah for a little bit. So Isaiah 40, 29, it's actually um, 40, 27 through 31, but let's camp right now on 40, 29. He gives you strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. And then we're going to jump into 40, 31, the end of that chapter. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And the understanding of God's dealings with, his, with your life comes by knowing his perspective and ways. Again, like when our heart changes, when we get when we're working with sanctification and changing our heart and our mind, our perspective changes on our life because we're getting to see God's perspective as opposed to our perspective. Again, he talks about wait on the Lord, patient and hope. And I think all that sums up to have inner peace. Hope it says, who hope in the Lord, but those who hope in the Lord, hope expectantly in the Lord. He will give you strength to overcome. So that hope isn't hope in man, isn't hope in your circumstances, isn't hope in external things. Our hope is in the Lord. So those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
So we kind of have to do our part, having hope in the Lord. And then we're going to stay in Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So uh, Israel right now um, assured of is being assured of God's help. They are to be his instruments. They are to have divine revelation. They are witnesses to the nations. And they are the lineages, the lineage of the Messiah. And that is us. We are instruments of the Lord. We need to be witnesses to the nations. And we are his lineage. So that scripture, of course, was talking to Israel. But I think we can really dive into those things as well. So do not fear, for I am with you. Like, capture that in who you are, that you need not to live in fear because God is with you. Do you believe it? Do you live it, that God is with you? His spirit dwells inside of you. So he's really telling you that you already know this, so don't fear because my spirit's with you, so, so don't be afraid. And then Isaiah 41, 13 says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So if you're living in fear right now, if you're worried about things, if you have anxiety, these are certainly the scriptures that you need to dwell on and to, to stand firm on, to take captive of the fact that do not fear for God is with you. God is with you. Don't be fearful. Don't live anxious. God is with you. All right, let's hop over to James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously and without reproach. It will be given to you. If any of you lacks wisdom, and I don't believe he's talking about IQ, high IQ wisdom. I don't believe that that's the wisdom he's talking about. I'm thinking he's thinking about talking about the wisdom in the Lord, the wisdom in your walk. He will give you wisdom if you're having a big decision to make. He will give you wisdom on how to walk out your marriage if you're going through a difficult time. He will give you wisdom if you need it to um, help parent a wayward child. He will give you wisdom for those things if we only ask. We have to ask. So it talks about without reproach. So very juvenile or immature. But God gives us without reminding us of our unworthiness. He just says, if you lack wisdom, ask for it. Not that, oh, I'm not worthy to ask for it. Oh, you don't know my life. Oh, you don't know what I've gone through. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. He freely gives us wisdom without reminding us of our unworthiness. 
So freely ask for wisdom and be assured God will give it in abundance. He doesn't say he'll give it to you. Boop, there you go. No, he's going to give it to you generously in abundance. Just ask. If you don't know how to walk out something you're going through right now, if you're just at your wit's end with those toddlers, ask for wisdom. If you are in despair about possibly your spouse um, having is an alcoholic or drug addicted or gambling or finances, seek God. He will give you wisdom on how to walk through the difficult time that you're going through. You just have to ask him. So later on, James talks about in 4-7, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist him and he will flee. But we have to submit ourselves to God. So submit to and obey God. Resist and stand against the devil and he will flee. God tells us right there. Submit yourselves to, to him and the devil will flee. Hmm. Is it that simple? Yeah. Sometimes we make scripture too complicated. Submit yourselves to God and resist the devil. Bam. That's it. All right. A few more, guys. So 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Wow, that right there. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. So to confess our sins is a prerequisite to receiving the Lord's forgiveness and cleansing. But I want to talk to you. I want to encourage you. I want to really speak about confessing our sins. It's not just saying, hey God, my bad. No, you know, when you, your child gets in trouble and he'll just say anything that he knows you want to hear so he can get out of trouble. It's not what we're talking about here. It's talking about remorse. It's talking about turning away, confessing our sins. Take responsibility of our sins. Take responsibility, confessing, Lord, yeah, it's me again. Yeah, I did it again. Lord, help me in this situation. Help me with this sin. Help me so I can turn away from it. So I can receive your forgiveness and cleansing. So don't just, hey, my bad God. No. Remorse. Pure, pure brokenness over our sins. That's where God wants us. So if we confess our sins, he is faithful. Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, that's you, if my people, if my girls who are called by my name, he knows your name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. So this scripture talks about, focuses on the responsibility of us 
to seek God for mercy. We have some responsibility here. So if my girls or my daughters who are called by my name will humble themselves. This verse summarizes God's chosen way of restoration. We are to humble ourselves, then pray and seek his face. Again, these are his chosen ways of restoration, of restoring us back to him. So if my daughters, who are called by my name, will humble themselves. Humble themselves. Kind of goes back to the first John 1, 9, right? So we're going to need to humble ourselves to confess our sins. You, you don't, you're not very humble if you just say, my bad. You're just not. You're not. You're not. You're just like, oh, sorry. No, true remorse. True, true brokenness. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. So again, Second Chronicles um, talks about what we need to do through prayers of his people, through our prayers. Humble our, ourselves. Pray for further revelation of God's glory and his people. Seek his face. Turn from everything that contradicts the spirit. True repentance. And with that, the promised results are God will hear our prayers, will cleanse us from sin, and will bring healing where it's needed. Wow. Second Chronicles 7.14, that's a good one. Just really focuses on the responsibility of us humbling ourselves, seeking his face, turning away from everything that contradicts the spirit. Everything. True repentance. And the promise results are God will hear our prayers, cleanse us from sin, and will bring healing where it's needed. All right, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, talks about kind of what we just talked about, right? Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So Mark talks about the power of believing in prayer. But we just learned that we had to do a few things, right? We have to humble ourselves. We have to pray and seek his face. Faith is the key that releases the resources of heaven into our situation. This scripture, Mark eleven twenty four, is the power of faith. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, believe, that's faith. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Faith, knowing whatever I prayed for. But before I prayed, remember, we have to humble ourselves. We have to seek his face and turn from whatever is evil to repentance. Then God will hear our prayers. So then goes into Mark, believe that you've received it. Don't you love God's word? It's kind of pops off the page. So amazing. All right, Joshua 1, 9. Just a few more. Hang tight. Joshua 1, one more. I have not commanded, have I not commanded you? Question mark. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Remember strong 300 times in the Bible. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. There's a theme here. God's with us. But do you believe it? 
Moses reveals this leadership role while shaping Joshua. He encourages him in leading God's people into the promised land. So he's telling Moses is telling Joshua, I have have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. <laughs> be strong. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now we could camp in Psalms for here to eternity, because it's so powerful and so full of promises, but we're just going to do a few right now. All right, Psalms 34, 17. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Psalms 34 is really the happiness of those who trust God. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Then Psalms 37, 3 through 4. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So Psalms 37 really talks about set, setting your heart on the Lord. It talks about intentionality. Intentionally commit all your plans to God daily. Trust him. Wait patiently for him. Okay, girls, that was a lot. That was a lot of scripture just to really resonate in our hearts. I will put these scriptures on the Facebook page. Um, so you will, if you're driving, you don't have to worry about writing them down. But I want to end in this. God's love compels us. We love because God first loved us. God loved us so much that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have abundant, overflowing, and eternal life. Yes, we want to know it well and embrace it with every fiber of our being. This powerful, compelling, sacrificial, and relentless love that comes from God. When we receive and accept God's free gift of life, a lifetime of love, and an eternity of love, we live in God, and God lives in us. If we love one another, God dwells even more deeply within us, and his love becomes perfect and complete in us. So I think to summarize today, ladies, is really open up your Bible. Open up your Bible daily and just watch God's word just pop off the page. I encourage you to pray prior to opening up the Bible for God really to reveal himself to you in your spirit. Reveal his word to you and what you might need. But I think the overall consensus of these promises is there's we have some responsibility. We have some things to do on our part. But I think Second Chronicles 7.14 really sums it up. And I think you guys probably can say it, recite it with me. If my people, if my daughters, if, put it your blank, if Cindy, who calls, who I call by name, will humble herself and pray and seek my face. If she, if Cindy would turn from her wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive her sins 
and I will heal her land. Put your name in there, ladies. Girls, put your name in there. If blank, who are called by, who I call by name, if she would humble herself and pray and seek, this first summarizes God's chosen way of restoration. Humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, and turn from everything that contradicts the spirit. True repentance. Love you girls. Thanks for hanging out with me. Hope you have a blessed day.